Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we talk to uh, defensive coordinator Tyson Summers for the first time so far in camp. Um, I guess that means that we're going to get to hear from Chev, the offensive coordinator, uh, Darren Cheverini. Should use his real name. But uh, that's uh, likely Wednesday. Tomorrow, I'm guessing we get Carl Durrell. Um, and also today, we heard from Darian Rakestraw. So... Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today, a little bit more about this defense, the secondary, and some really, really good news that we got from Darian Rakestraw about the future of the Colorado secondary. Um, I'm excited to talk about it. But first, we're going to talk about our good friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, Lindsay Sauer, our sales director here at DNVR, uh, she went out to Green Mountain Dental Group. A couple of months ago to get her wisdom teeth out and she said that it was literally the best experience of her life so take her word for it um it's conveniently located she made the trip out there it's only about 15 minutes away from downtown denver in lakewood uh and they're big colorado sports fans it's a it's a family-owned dentistry and if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you can get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. So make sure that you take advantage of that offer. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. All right. Um, uh, do we get to the really fun stuff first? We've, we should probably go slowly and talk about everything we learned. Uh, but then we'll end things by talking about the really good news that Darian Rakestraw gave us about some youngsters in the secondary. So, um, Zoom call got off to a bit of a rough start. The Wi-Fi or something wasn't great, and so Tyson was having some trouble hearing the questions perfectly. He did his best to answer, um, and uh, it all worked out in the end. Um, but I do want to say I was really excited. You know, we've been talking a lot about the change between the one gap uh, and the two gap uh, technique. It used to be two gap. Now it's one gap. Everybody says it's going incredibly well. I want to get Tyson Summers thoughts on it. But uh, that was one of the questions where things got fuzzy. Um, but he did say that the defensive line is looking really good. And he's really excited about the different parts of the defensive line. And he's been really impressed with Chris Wilson as well. Um also, Demetrius Martin and Brett Maxey um, joined. They're, they're the also new coaches, and he said that he's been really impressed with them as well. Obviously, like their resumes stand out, guys who spent time, you know, in the NFL, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
Tyson also said that the, 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 here's the question. The question was, is this more of a Tyson Summers defense now that Carl Durrell is the head coach and it's no longer Mel Tucker, whereas last year when Mel Tucker was here, it may have been more of like a Tucker and Summers type of defense. And he said that it's really not so much a, a Tyson Summers defense as much as it is a, a defense that combines all of the different things that all of these defensive coaches know, um, whether it is Chris Wilson, um, who was, in it sounds like, kind of leading the charge to try to have a defense that has more penetration, even though maybe there are some risks. Uh, we've talked about that extensively. We don't need to do that again. Um, or Brett Maxey or Demetrius Martin, all these guys who've come in um, they've all had their own thoughts about how things should go, and it's it's kind of been everybody tweaking it to fit what they have, and also, of course, tweaking to fit the players that they have. Um, he also said that things are going better now in year two because the guys do have some experience. They've been there before. Um, he actually he, he talked about uh, Darian Rakestraw being such an important part of um, this kind of transition because he is the senior. He kind of is the only veteran in that entire secondary. And he also said that a lot of the younger guys in the Zoom meetings have been calling him old man. Um, but that's kind of been his role, is to answer questions, to put people in the right spots, make sure that everybody knows exactly what they're doing. And Tyson went as far as kind of crediting uh, Darian for being the reason that things turned around for the defense in the last four or five games or whatever it was at the end of last year uh, when the defense really did look like one of the best in the Pac-12. Uh, he said that his play, his confidence, um, knowing responsibilities, just doing his job, that that helped him and in turn kind of let everybody else just do their thing as well. Um, and now they're back. It seems like it's going well. Um Let's see, I'm just kind of reading through the transcription. Uh, defensive lineman, he's really impressed with the three starters who are back. He says that they're, I mean, it's basically what everybody else has been saying as we've talked about the defensive line. Like, they are just really good football players, and they're experienced, and that's something that you really just don't even have to worry about, which is really nice. Um he also talked about how nice it is that he's been able to rotate in the guys behind those three because of, you know, the injuries or just like the general rotation that they had with the defensive line last year. Oh, this just came to mind because we're talking about defensive line. Um, but Jimmy Brumbaugh, the Buffs defensive line coach last year, who I believe he left as soon as Mel Tucker was fired, which makes sense because you don't want to just sit and wait and see if the new coach is going to offer you a job. You kind of have to go actively look for a job. Uh, so as soon as Mel Tucker left, he wound up going to Tennessee to be the defensive line coach, uh, but he was fired yesterday. I honestly haven't watched enough to say like what is going on there, but that's just something I thought I should pass along. Um, Tyson did say that there are a lot of new guys in the system. Um, and that there's a lot of inexperience, um, uh, specifically with the linebackers. 
and he basically said that there's a pretty clear separation um, between the the top three and the other guys who are trying to get on the field. Uh, those top three being uh, Nate Lamb and Akil Jones and John Van Deest. Um, you know, we hadn't heard much about John Van Deest recently uh, because Akil took over that starting job. I think it was maybe a little bit before halfway through last season, if I remember correctly. Um, but he is still just kind of like right there. I think right now the role that he's filling is as the primary backup. So if for some reason you you need to replace Nate or Akil, or if you you have a situation where you want a third linebacker, uh, inside linebacker on the field, then he's that guy. Um, but like I said, there is a pretty clear separation. Uh, he also did bring up the names though of guys like uh, Alec Pell and Marvin Ham, and uh, he brought up Mr. Williams in particular as a guy who just has a great skill set. Um, but as it stands now, it's kind of the top three, then the next three. Um, and the way everything kind of lines up on paper at the very least, um, is that with the two starters, the two seniors, um, this year, they'll be gone next year, probably. And, uh, then you have John coming up and filling kind of that tackler role. And then maybe one of those more mobile linebackers, um, more cover type linebackers paired with him out of those other three. It'll be fun though next camp to see what happens. Should say like Nate Landman, I'm confident that he will be going to the NFL next season. With Akil Jones, he's one of the guys on the roster, one of the few guys on the roster that's in this interesting position that the NCAA has put him in by saying that the 2020 season doesn't have any effect on eligibility so in theory even though he is a senior he could come back next year and play a second senior year I don't know where his mind is at on that you know he isn't somebody who you look at and say like oh NFL prospect but of course I mean this is power five football he has a good year as a starting inside linebacker and a power five defense that could be one of the three best in the Pac-12 then all of a sudden like things change and at the very least like how 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 much different of a prospect could he be from like a Delrick Abrams, for example? You know, who had a shot at a uh, uh, training camp, got his way on the practice squad, wound up on the active roster, and I think like did he log his first snaps? No, Davion logged his first snaps yesterday. But you know, uh, I think Delrick actually played in a game a couple of weeks ago, and so like that's kind of the spot that seniors in the buffs program and other power five programs are kind of at is that you're one good year away from, I mean, really your three great performances or two really great performances. You know, if, if you're a senior running back at Colorado and you're somebody who's like, you know, good enough to be the starter, but not getting NFL buzz. If you go out there and have two 250 yard rushing games, boom, all of a sudden everything changes and you're probably going to get a shot at a camp somewhere. Or if you have like 380, 190 yard rushing, you know, there, there's different ways. Or if you're just like consistent throughout, you can make it happen. And Akil Jones is in a position where who knows what the future holds for, for him. Um, all that, though, just to say you have your two for this year. 
will be watching what happens with John Van Deese, kind of that third option. Also be watching. Maybe by the end of the year, one of the younger guys is making it into sub-packages. Uh, we'll see. But then next year, it could be a lot simpler if it weren't for that NCAA rule change. But but it does seem like it will be John Van Deest with one of those others. That'd be my guess. Um, Tyson Summers is now working with the linebackers. Uh, the last few years, he's been working with the secondary. Um, he says that this is where he feels most comfortable. Um, that this is like that he sees himself kind of as a linebackers coach, and it's just been because of other circumstances that he's been coaching the secondary. Uh, over the last, like, I think he said six or seven years. Um, but before that, he was linebackers, and he still s- always saw himself as a linebackers coach. On top of that, he thinks that it's easier to coordinate a defense from the linebacker coaching spot. Uh, I wish I had followed up with that now that I think of it, just because I'm curious why that is. Um, what about coaching linebackers? Is it because they're calling the plays on the field, and it it means that your communication with your position group is parallel to your communication with the entire defense so that you you know if you're coaching the secondary and the let's say a cornerback makes a mistake you go over there and you're talking to the cornerback well then you also need to be talking to your linebackers be or not yeah your linebackers because Nate Landman's the one who's calling the defense and so you have to have that as well instead of if if Nate screw something up you can say hey nate do this this time oh and also here's your play you know and and i don't know i i it makes sense that the linebackers would be easiest to coach and coordinate but i would be curious to hear why that is from somebody who made the decision to do exactly that the educated decision is why it's so interesting um yeah uh i think uh he also said that they've made some adjustments that they feel like will give the linebackers a better chance to make some plays, um, you know, some coverage type stuff. Didn't really get into details in anything that we talked about, which is totally fine. Like, I obviously really enjoy it. If If somebody's really ready to explain, like, every little defense of what they're thinking, what they're trying to do. But, you know, you don't want to share all of the tactics. So, um, I think that that's pretty close to it from Tyson Summers. Um, We're going to be talking about Darian Rakestraw here in a second. But first, Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery is the place to get all of your beer because they make the best version of whatever kind of beer you like. If you're into lagers or IPAs or porters or whatever the Colorado core is. I'm not even sure what they call that, but it's like cider, but it's also beer and it's also kind of like champagne. I think we used to call it the champagne of beers, but that's obviously taken. Um, So yeah, so many different options, but whatever it is that, they make it is kind of like the best version of whatever those types of beer is or at least that's my opinion maybe i'm just like indoctrinated at this point but they are really really good beers and they're basically all i drink um the strawberry sky obviously is a classic i mentioned colorado core running out of time for colorado core season 
It is getting chilly outside. I almost think that the Colorado Court could be a good fall beer. It's apple, by the way. It's not like it actually is a stronger apple than the strawberry and the strawberry sky. But it's it's kind of like sour. I don't know how to explain it. But it's champagne and cider and beer, basically, and apple. So it's really good. And I recommend that you guys try it. And if you do want to try it, then you can go to the Breckenridge Brewery website and use the beer locator. And it will tell you exactly where you can go to pick up the Colorado Core or whatever other kind of beer you want. Say you want a 15-can sampler or if you want a 12-can pack of Strawberry Sky, whatever it is, it'll like pop up on a map. And it'll have like little numbers and arrows and be like, number one right here. And it's number one because it's the closest. It's like right across the street. They have this and they also have the whatever else kinds of beers. And it's super easy, super convenient. You guys should check it out because it is really good beer. Also, uh, week six of football is in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week seven. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 7, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all MMA bettors the chance to sign up now and turn $1 into $100 by betting on either this weekend's UFC 254 fight or by taking action on any baseball championship game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook. Did you try again? Siri was listening, I guess. I wonder how much Siri was listening to. Um, but yeah, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4,700. Okay, so Darian Rakestraw. Um, like I said, Tyson Summers had a lot of great things to say about him. Um, said that he was like one of his favorite guys on the team um, and that he is just very, very valuable to the team. In talking to Darian, um, a couple of things stand out. First, uh, what he said about the receivers is good stuff. Um, he said that it has been beneficial going up against the receivers in practice. And that's what you want to hear, uh, that they are providing a challenge. Um, and he said in particular, uh, there aren't many guys who can run it like Daniel Arias. And that was like after the question, like how what's what have you seen from receivers? Like, is it good going up against them? You know, you're going to see good receivers this year, whatever. And and he says, you know, you've got to run down the field with Daniel Arias. 
and you know there's not a lot of people that run it like him. That was the first thing on his mind. As the least proven member of the Buffs' top three receivers, or at least what we expect to be the top three receivers, that is what you want to see. That the one that we haven't seen all that much of is the one that the DB, the veteran DB, is saying he is making it hard on us. And that's what he said. He also said that, like, having to cover the quick guys, doing all that kind of stuff, the the longer guys on the outside, it's helping us a lot. Uh, And that's what you want there. Um, He also said that the defense seems to be moving in the right direction. Like, they, they have kind of picked up where they left off last year in the secondary when things really did get shut down, after they did give up so many big plays. You know, it seemed like every other week, maybe even every week, at some point, either Mel Tucker or Tyson Summers would say, you know, if you take away the plays where they gained 15-plus yards or 20-plus yards, we really did a great job. It was just on those, like, three, four plays where somebody screwed something up and that not only, like, ruined the stats for us, but also really changed the game and put us in a situation where it was going to be tough to win. So, to hear that there are fewer and fewer of those big plays, that's what you want. Again, like, it's fall camp, it's buffs versus buffs, and so that means that the offense isn't getting that many, and you don't love that, but it is good to hear that the the trend that we saw at the end of the season defensively seems to be continuing. But, the best thing that we heard from anybody today in my opinion was what christian gonzalez had to say about the young guys first of all like the fact that half the group is young you know kj trujillo the guy who kind of feels like a seasoned vet at this point because we saw so much of him last year same thing almost with Tariq luckett like they are still true sophomores and and at the beginning of the call tyson summers said like yeah, we're going to be relying on some true sophomores back there. We're probably going to be relying on some true freshmen back there. That perks your ears up. That's what you want to hear. And then Darian Rakestraw got more into detail with that information. He said that, actually, I'll just play this audio real quick. Yeah, uh, you know, we got Torrin and uh, Christian Gonzalez, and they're both doing a great job. You know, Christian's been running with the ones. He's been doing a lot of good things out there, and Torrance's been getting a lot of good time, too, and he's coming along good. You know, they're excited about him in the future, and, you know, he might be out there at some point this year. You know, you never know. So, But they're, they're both doing a great job. Uh, it's actually surprising me how, how fast they're coming along with it, so I'm proud of both of them. Okay, so pretty quickly there, uh, obviously, Torin Pittman, Christian Gonzalez, uh, for, they're true freshmen, Pretty highly rated recruits. Good gets for Colorado. Darian said that Christian is already getting some reps with the ones. That's impressive. And that's really exciting. Um, On the most recent depth chart, Christian Gonzalez was listed as the number three left cornerback. So KJ Trujillo is one. Nigel Bethel, number two. Christian Gonzalez, three. Then Torin Pittman was listed as the number two free safety um, behind Darian Rakestraw. Both these guys have like really good size. Uh, Christian Gonzalez listed 6'2, 200 at cornerback. Uh, Torin Pittman listed 6'4, 190 at free safety. 
who knows? You know, and, and Darian did throw in there, like, you might see them this year. Um, you might see him this year. At the very least, it's it's exciting. You know, I think that we look at Ashad Clayton as a guy who we expect to see play this year. Um, Brendan Lewis in some capacity will probably see the field. Maybe Brendan Rice. But this is one of the first times that we've heard, like, this guy's getting reps with the ones as a true freshman. And uh, I'm really excited. You know, because Christian, I think when they recruited him, was listed as a safety um, and maybe at some point was even seen as a, a future star backer, that slot position. Um, so see him outside cornerback is interesting, but we'll, we'll see how things go. Um, definitely some exciting news there. Uh, and I'm not sure who we're going to hear from tomorrow. I guess tomorrow's probably a Carl Durrell day. Um, I think Wednesday we'll hear from Darren Cheverini. Wednesday, uh, there's also Buffs Media, so I'll be out there and we'll talk about that. That won't be out there. I'll be on a Zoom call. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's it for today. If you guys have any thoughts on any of this, any questions, you can go to thedmvr.com and leave those on the post for today's show. And I will get to all those tomorrow. Any questions you have, any comments. Um, yeah, uh, I think that that's going to do it. I'll see you guys tomorrow. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hey. Hey. you on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it Hey, and when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad.
Colorado swag. I think they like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it, play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it, go. You know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado swag.